how can you, when you're working with somebody, how do you get help them remove a block or recognize the block? With, with the block, when they know what that block is, so let's just, let's go with that, that there's an exercise, you know, that they're not exercising is, is if they say, I don't know, that's where you got to go find that answer. Why don't you? Because you can have, you know, a great guy like Chris tell you every day that you can go, you should go do it. And yet it doesn't happen. There's a reason for that. There was a great commercial. I can't tell you who, I can't, can't remember who, what, what, what company put it out, but they had two wheels. This is very motivational to me. It was two pictures of a close-up of two wheels, right? And the camera backed out and one was a wheelchair wheel and one was a bike wheel. And it said, which one will you end up in, right? So meaning that in that particular moment is that you need to move forward. So intentionally, you know you need to do this, but you're choosing not to. So there's a reason why that they're saying, I don't know. And that's where they need to find that space. And they either will find it or they won't, or they'll choose not to, because it's there, it's whether they choose to do it. So, so sometimes it might be, you know, and that's where I think you asking the questions, not letting them reveal you telling them the answer. They have to find out why, because they have a professional telling them that they need to make this change. They're saying they agree that the change needs to be made, but yet they're not doing it. So finding the, I don't, the answer to the, I don't know is gonna help them make that move. Welcome back to another Rest Eat Move podcast. And today, it's my lucky day, is mm. I have Linda French. And again, she's in Virginia Beach, but I met Linda through one of my really close friends, Michael Borza. And Michael, many years ago, I met him in a training program for Merrill Lynch. And then recently, um, in the last year or so, he went over to Raymond James. But I've known Michael a long time. I've actually been at his house I've done events with uh, him and his teams, and he is probably one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. So anyway, I wanted to start that out just to give you, but Linda is Michael's coach, and Linda French is an executive coach, and she works predominantly with executives and uh, people in the financial services arena, but I kind of want to start out today saying, hey, number one, welcome. So again, welcome to uh, the Rust Eat Move podcast. And number two, tell the listeners, the viewers, a little bit about yourself, how you got in this business and where you're at today. And then we're going to kind of go into some things, what we discussed earlier about behavior, which is coming off of last week's podcast. So again, welcome. Thanks for coming in today. And uh, let's hear what you have to say about uh, yourself and you know, currently where you're at today. Yeah, well, thank you, Chris, so much for having me on your program. It's, it's, it's such a pleasure. The first time we met was really of course, through Michael, and he just said, "There's a there's this wonderful gentleman that I, I need to introduce you to," and it was so nice to, for him to get us to meet. And I feel a real oneness with you because I think we think often the same about how we feel about helping people. And as you mentioned, I am an executive coach. I work with I've been working uh, as an executive coach for about 20 years, and I absolutely love what I do. I'm I'm in a position where, and some people are wondering, and you probably get this maybe perhaps too, what does coaching mean? And what, what is an executive coach? And what is it that they focus on? You, you're, you're, of course, correct. I, I work with those executives that are seasoned. They've been around in their business for a while. 
And a lot of folks will ask me, well, well Linda, what is an executive coach? How, how does that, and, it, and it's an interesting industry because it's moved so much in the last maybe 25 to 30 years that it's become more mainstream. Uh, so really in essence, what it is, is I work specifically more so with upper level and executive individuals inside firms. And I often am hired for various reasons. Sometimes it's out of curiosity. People wanna know what an executive coach, they've heard about it. I'm, sometimes I'm on, I'm on, on the, excuse me, in the building where they're at, perhaps the, the industry that they're in, and they'll know, they'll see me and they'll wonder a little bit more about me or they've heard about me through other people. So sometimes people hire executive coaches, um, besides curiosity, is they really want to take a look at their leadership and maybe make their leadership a little more effective, right? Typically, those that run large organizations, they have a different, a particular personality trait because they have to make big decisions that affect a lot of people, a lot of employees and including their families. And they have to sometimes make them quickly. A coach comes in, <clears throat> gives them that space that orders to helps them to be able to examine some of the decisions they're making, reach some of the goals that they have for themselves, or perhaps just a work-life balance. <clears throat> so there's a little bit of that element that, that kind of comes in starting out with an executive coach. Um, I think your other question was, how did I get any business, right? <clears throat> Sorry. A couple of the, the ways that have that happen is um, I, a long time ago, I was in business and I had become known in my area for doing pretty, for doing a good job in regarding how to increase business by referrals. And I started out um, just sharing information that I had read or learned and I, and I grew businesses through referral-based business. And I was talking to a friend one day, I gave him some information and um, gave him a couple of things to, co to go and do. And, and a couple of months later, he came, he said, hey, we need to grab lunch. So we sat down, we grabbed lunch and he took out a pad of paper and he wrote a very high number on it. And he said, Linda, I want you to know that's how much my business has increased with the advice that you gave me. So with that said, he said, look, I really think you should go down and you know, get a license and open a business. 20 years ago, no one really knew what a coach did. And I said, yeah, it sounds like a good idea. I'll give it a try, not knowing what it what would happen to start the business. So in essence, what I did is just started it that way. He gave me a couple of referrals, right? First, some of my first clients came from that individual. And then I grew it from there. And, and here we are today, right? Still in the business 20 years later. <laughs> so you, you've had to have a little bit of success along the way to still stay in business 20 plus years later. So again, it gives you a little idea, but when you, when you sit down with a new customer, new client, what are some of the first steps that you take to help them move in the direction they're trying to accomplish or they're, they're hiring you for? So what are the, what's the first thing you do when you meet with a person for the first time? That's a great question. The first thing I do and I noticed you do this, Chris, we've talked about this on the phone a, a couple of days ago, is I listen very well. I'm very good at listening and identifying and finding what it is that they really want. Sometimes what they say they want and what they really want are, can be two different things. So I'm listening to what is, what is it that brings us here today? What is it they want to achieve? Uh, and I have some pretty humorous ones, really, that are they're kind of funny, what people have asked me to help them with, and I'll share with those if you'd like to. But the uh, they'll, they'll say, look, I, I really like our team to work more constructively. I'd like to have a high-level team that we come together and we're just, we're, we're in sync. So sometimes that's the case. 
Sometimes it's, I'd really like to achieve a goal. Sometimes it's a financial goal. Sometimes it's a personal goal. Sometimes it's, I'm really not sure. I, I, I hear that I probably could communicate better from my, my, you know, my coworker. <laughs> they hear. Uh, yeah, I get it. Right, right. <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure what that means, Linda, but can you help me with that? Um, so we, we, del- you know, we delve into that a little bit and, and share a bit about, about it. But they, what they typically want is something that they need somebody to, to be able to throw an idea and work through it. And what I really appreciate about working, you know, in, in the industries that I do is they often have really good ideas, but they aren't sure quite how to implement them. Mm. Or so it's a space not necessarily to give direction necessarily. Now, sometimes I do, but it's really to talk about it and for me to really ask important questions that pull out the why. So if we're going to make a change, why are we making the change and how to implement the change that they effectively have come up with? So it's a space to really spend that time to look and evaluate, is this, am I doing things the way I want to be doing? Because sometimes, as you know, the business can kind of run you, right, at times, but we want the business, yeah. So we want the business to be able to effectively become something that doesn't run you, but you run it. Well, I like what uh, you just said, too, about, uh, you know, the curiosity. You know, we talk a lot about that. You and I talked about that before we got on today. Um, you know, asking better questions. So it sounds to me you're, uh, and, I, and we we kind of both said that to each other, like, wow, you ask a lot of questions and you're very curious and this and that. But if you don't really get to that and then you move into the purpose, the why, you know, really what's behind the scenes, are they really truly asking, is that really what they want? And what I found, and I think that's what you said, that sometimes they're not quite sure why they want that. And then when you keep drilling down, then they realize maybe that's not really what I want. Right. And so, so it's always interesting to me, like they'll come in and what you just said, a, you know, a new customer or new client comes in to see us or a group or whatever, and I'll start asking them questions and they're not quite sure why, you know, they want that, but then they realize maybe that's not really, that's not the purpose. That's not the powerful why that's not really what they're looking for. And that, that helps a lot because again, you can go down the other path, but that's not really what they want. So do you find that a lot with your, your, your clients that as you start drilling down, they start opening up like, you know, and now it becomes more of a, there's all sorts of different things that they have never even thought about. Yes. Yeah. I find that, that, you know, I was thinking of a particular one and that I come up with, there's a particular scenario where they'll tell me they want to make a change, but they're not moving towards the change, you know, and I, your book is a really great example of that. You have 33 chapters of how to do things. You have a, a very full list of exactly how to move through the process in order to achieve the goal that they've chosen to, to, to that they say that they want to. And one of the areas that I find that, um, and it took me a little while to figure this out, and I'll give myself an example, is know the answer to the I don't know. So if you say you want to make a change and the change doesn't occur, then I start asking a little bit, a couple other questions that that come to the answer, which pretty much the answer to me will say, Linda, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I'll give you an example. In my business, when I started it 20 years ago, if you were to ask me, what is my why? Well, I really love helping people. I really do. That's, that's, That's my motivator 
it's my motivator for here today, right? Is if I can help one person to achieve whatever it is that they want to, hey, that's that's a good day for me. But I, if you ask me why I opened the business up, because there's lots of industries where you can help people. But if you ask me why I opened my business up, I'll, I would have told you, I don't really know. Okay, so I had to separate the why from the why I opened the business up. And it took me, quite frankly, a couple a couple of months. And there's a couple of things I can share regarding how to what, what to ask yourself on how to achieve that answer to the I don't know. But after a couple of months, it took me a little while, but I finally figured it out why I opened the business up in the first place. And it's kind of humorous, actually, is I have a, I had a great dad. My dad passed away. I know you talk a lot about your family in your book. I had a great dad. He passed away as well. But there was one belief, no buts, he was a great dad. He was a great dad, but he he had a belief system that women should not open businesses. Women shouldn't run businesses. He just believed that. I don't know who was the era that we, he was in, but he just didn't think, he didn't, he didn't believe that women should open businesses. So it took me a couple of months to figure out that the real reason why I opened the business was to prove that women could own businesses, right? <laughs> and, and you have to smile at that because that's that's just something. So while it helped me open the business, I also had to recognize that doesn't sustain a business. Proving somebody wrong in opening a business does not sustain a long business. So I have to go back to my why, which I still was always there, but it was a little out in orbit. It wasn't the real reason why. I sustain the business because I really enjoy helping people, but I needed to know why I opened it up in the first place, because otherwise you're gritting it out. You're gritting it out to say, hey, I was right. And we never had that conversation. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. The business was up and running for a period of time before it passed away, but it was it was my way of saying, I know I can. And, and, and sometimes I, I'll admit I'm a challenge by somebody telling me something I can't do, right? And, and some of us are, are, are so as well. But the I don't know and finding the answer is sometimes the reason why people don't go from where they are now to where they want to go. That's often the block is figuring out why they why they actually started to go this route in the first place. And then we start from there and move forward. Well, and again, I, I, I've never really heard it, that phrase before. I don't know. I mean, I think we've all said that multiple times in our life, but Let's go, let's dive into this just for a little deeper, because as you said earlier, when you started your business, if somebody said, you know, Linda, why did you start your business? You said, I don't know, but your really mission was, is I really want to help people, but that's not really what, what you open it up. And so when you're working with people mm -hmm. and you start diving in a little bit and they say, I don't know, how do you coach them into the next step? The next step is, is very interesting because when I ask that question and they say, I don't know, I usually give them a, a lengthy space of silence. Mm. And in that silence, because we're in a world right now where everything's throwing at us, we have so many things that we have to deal with, but that space when you don't know, and if you carry that space for a little while, the answer sits in the, in the quiet space. Mm. So you know, I had an individual in the past and I asked him, it was a behavioral scenario. And I asked him why he did some of the things he was doing. And he said, I don't know. And then I just, I didn't say anything for a little while. And when it came out, his, I don't know was, 
because somebody told me something a long time ago, and that's why I do it, right? So he never thought about that before. He never realized that that was that behavior came from that time when it was a negative scenario in his life that drove him to do some of the things he's doing. Once he identified it, he was able to move forward, right? So let's say in the in the space of losing weight or being more healthy, which is of course your your corner there, is when I, and, and every once in a while I'll have somebody that will say, "Hey, I'd like to make that part of my goal," right? And they say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And they'll read a book like yours and they'll say, hey, this is, this is how I do it. But then I'll, I'll ask them, how is it going? You say, well, it, you know, there's always a reason. And, and so I ask, so the question I'll ask them is, what makes you want to lose weight? Well, you know, I want to be unhealthier. I want to feel better. I know I don't feel like myself. I, I used to weigh this and I don't weigh, I don't weigh that now. And, and if you ask them, why do they, do they particularly personally want to lose weight, the answers in very interesting an answer besides what you see on the surface, which is, you know, I, I, because, because as you well know, the imaging in, in the world today is telling women and men that they have to look a certain way. But we all know if we go to a public space, there's very few people that look like that, right? So if that's the reason, that's not a great reason. Just like for me, it was not for opening my own reasons to, to prove a point. It's, there's got to be another personal, in, personal rather reason that's going to help them make that decision to change. And it's usually in the quiet, quiet moments that that answer comes up because somebody told me that I should. Or, you know, I, I have always had this negative feedback about my weight or how I feel and I want to have something better than what it is than what it is that I have. So it might be fulfilling a need and a want, but the desire has to be, and the understanding is, I'm doing this for myself, not because I want to prove that to whomever told me I need to lose weight that I can lose weight. It needs to be more for a personal reason. Mm -hmm. So I think I think the other thing too. So you're talking about. So what I'm hearing from you is that. When you ask the when when you ask some of these questions and they come back and I don't know, then you want to give them some space to let them kind of resonate with that. Well, like what is what is what's in their brain that needs to come out? I find a lot of times, and again, I want to get your feedback on this, but you know, people start something, and let's just say they want to lose weight or they want to get in better shape or they want to get off a of mat or blood pressure is too high or whatever it might be. And they start down the path and then, you know, you say, Hey, how's it going? Well, it's not going well. Right. I haven't really developed habits or whatever. And then you ask them, so, you know, what's getting in the way, you know, they might have some ideas, but for many times what I hear is, you know, I, I don't really know. I don't know why I stopped. I don't know why I stopped. I used to do this and now I stopped. Like I did a presentation this morning and mm -hmm. this woman come up, came up to me afterwards and said, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm inspired. I'm ready to go, whatever. And I, I threw the question at so have you been involved in trying to be healthier in the past? She said, yeah, and I don't know why I stopped. I'm like, okay, so what you're talking about is I don't know why I stopped. So when you hear that, what's the next thing besides like, okay, how do I keep coaching them? If you don't know why you stopped or you don't know why you're trying to lose weight, but do you really know why you're trying to lose weight or whatever? But when they say they don't know, besides giving them more space, what would be mm -hmm. some of the things you start asking them? Okay, so the technique that I had done when I needed to figure out my I don't know 
was I find that when I, I'm an active person and I'm always walking, I'm a runner, I'm whatever it is, I'm always moving. And I find that when I'm running or walking or, or doing some form of exercise, it's not high level stress, but you know, mid, mid level is my brain just settles down. And I, I know I, I always say the brain needs to relax a little bit and quiet down a little bit because that's where a lot of ideas and thoughts flow is in that quiet moment by yourself. Typically you are, you know, for me, I was, I happened to be driving. I was having, I was, it was a great mood. I was just driving. It was a beautiful day. And that's when it hit me. You're doing this for the wrong reason. You're proved, you're trying to prove a point. Let's go back to the real reason, which is to help people. So if it's a business scenario where they're trying to come be, overcome the, I don't know, it's usually, I, I would suggest to many of them, is it be active with biking, riding, whatever it is, walking, whatever it is, where you're just, you're not listening to anything, you're just simply doing. And you can ask the question, why is it that I, in this case, why, did, why is it that I open my business? Sometimes it'll come, sometimes it doesn't, but it's usually in the quiet moment. So spend that time. And sometimes it's a little scary to be quite frankly, to, to go to the, I don't know, right? Sometimes it's an answer that we, you know, I say scary because sometimes we might not like the answer, but often it's usually just a, it's just a small move as to when they say, I used to do it. I no longer do that. One of my clients said to me, Linda, it works so well, I stopped doing it, you know? Um, it can go very much <laughs> to what, what you're talking to. I worked so well right. that I lost weight and I was feeling good that I stopped doing it. Uh, it is it, sometimes to say it's the environment you're in. You know, if you're around people that are healthy and doing the right things and for themselves, then that's helpful. Sometimes I play that role. I think you do too, probably I'm sure, sure in your business, yeah. you're that positive mm -hmm. influence. Um, if they ask me, if, 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 you know, if they ask me, they have a certain goal, let's say it's a business goal. And they want to achieve, achieve a certain level. I, I always tell them one thing. I said, look, the easiest thing I do all day is help people make more money. If they want to make more money, that's not a problem. That's usually not an issue. What's an issue is getting the block out of the way to help them achieve that goal. And sometimes it's a, it's a belief system that they've been set up with. So if they have a particular goal, you know, in the, if they say we want to achieve X percentage over last year's, you know, um, uh, profits, whatever it might be. They're typically going to ask me, um, you know, how come I can't, how come I couldn't achieve that before? What is it that I, I've tried it? I haven't, it hasn't happened. It's because there's a belief system they can't grow. There's a belief system that they're always going to stay the same. So overcoming that by allowing them to share it usually typically pulls out that belief system. And then I'll ask, is that belief system still appropriate today? Yeah, and, and I like what is. you're saying too, like when you're looking at, you were talking about earlier, Rashawn did the talk about this last week and mm -hmm. he's trying to be financially independent. And wow. one of the things he said that, you know, you got to tap into the, you know, the subconscious mind and Dr. Phil Nuremberger, which Michael knows, we did training together for many years. He's been on our podcast. I talk about in the book and, and one of the things Dr. Phil, and he was one of my mentors for many, many years. And Dr. Phil used to always say, you know, in stillness is where all the, you know, decisions are made. Yeah. And when he would talk to, you know, executives and people who are very successful in their fields and they would come up with a, a, a problem or a challenge, he would say stillness. He would talk about, you know, and he'd get into meditation and everything else. But I kept always remembering about like in the stillness is where the answers live. 
because yes. if you don't create the stillness, and again, I think that's a big word in our world today that we don't have a lot of stillness. Our pace of our life's really, you know, goes is really going super fast. But I like where we're going with this a little bit about because I talk about it in my book, Rusty Move. But what you're kind of saying is I got to really tackle their beliefs. And then really what is you just said it, what's the block that's holding me back? So if I'm goal is to I want to lose weight, we have many, some of our listeners want to lose weight, or they want to get healthier. But when you talk about beliefs and blocks, let's go into that a little bit deeper. Because I find that many times is we have these limiting beliefs, or we have blocks. And then when you kind of change the beliefs and you change the blocks or eliminate the blocks, the next thing you know, they're like, hi, hey, hey, this is amazing. I'm like, well, it was always in front of you. You just right. had these beliefs in these blocks. So let's dive into that for a second. When you when you work with somebody, what's when you look at their beliefs, what are some common beliefs that people say to you? Maybe it's about money. What what's a common belief about money that you hear from some of your executives? On the with the executives, it's often, you know, the belief system is that I can only go to a certain level. You know, mm. I can't move beyond that because if I did, I wouldn't know how to structure you know, the company to where I needed it to go. Uh, the beliefs could be, you know, and sometimes sometimes they're echoing from time before. Sometimes it's a belief system that comes up through the ranks, up through the the uh, years, you know, form, formative years. And they, it, it, you know, the, the, let's put it this way, those that, that meet a challenge and know how to just make it happen, they just see everything they touch seems to go to gold, mostly is because they're very driven and their belief system is instead of, you know, why is why can't I? Why can't I make it? Mm. What is it that's stopping me? And so they'll do a little self-evaluation, a little self-talk to say, you know, if it's if it's because I think I can't, how do I move that object out of my way? Mm. Right. So how can I make that achieve the goal going forward? But the one thing that I'm, I'm really big on, and I think I really I well, I know I focus on quite a bit, is balance, is work-life balance. I have a lot of driven people, typically people that run large organizations or, you know, whatever it might be, they are very driven individuals. And so what I'm all about, and, and I think I create that balance for them is they'll know I'm going to come in there and ask them about life balance, because if I see if it's off kilter, then, you know, I can help you make more money, but I really don't want to, because I think you need to have a life, you know, life balance. And so you kind of hit them right in the head and like, hey, wait a minute, how much money do you need? <laughs> Why would exactly. you want to make more money and give up your balance or your health, right? Exactly. I, I, I find that with so many people, like I was speaking at the uh, MIT conference in Boston yeah. earlier this last fall, and these are all top CFOs around the world. And one of the things I said to them at the very beginning, how many of you are intentional about your rest? And my email box just flooded. Like I never thought about being intentional about my rest because if you're not intentional about getting enough sleep or enough space in your life, your pace is crazy. Yeah, you can probably make more money. But again, back to your why, what's the goal? What's the and people sometimes they don't really they don't care, but they really do care at the end of the day, like when their when their mind and their body and everything else is out of balance. So how do you wake them up a little bit about when they say, 
you know, I'm, my goal is to be work more and be more successful and financially independent or whatever, but you don't see the balance. How do you get them to slow down? You know, you, you know, you said directness works for me. And, and that's one of the things I like about your, the title of your book, the, the title of your book just, just hit me square on the face, rest first, which is really in essence is rest, eat, move, which so many people don't rest and rest comes in different forms. Not only sleeping, right. right? It's relaxing. A lot of things involved in that. So sometimes it's directness. I've had people, um, I have a one individual that he was, I could tell he didn't have a good work-life balance. Let's put it that way. And as I'm sitting at his desk and I look behind him and I can see a picture of his child, I moved the subject to the child. And I said, tell me about this little girl and the picture. And he, and he went on and told me how wonderful she was. And and this is where I, I, you know, I had to kind of hit hard because I knew he wasn't going to get it. I said, listen, I just want to let you know, I don't work for you anymore. I work for the little girl behind you. And the little girl behind you needs her dad. And I don't hear her dad moving in the in, in the way that he needs to for her. So if you're with me, I'll work for her and we'll create an environment where you can still get to things and do the things that you want to do. But she comes first. And wow. Wow. Yeah. Very impactful, <laughs> how, right? How do you how do you argue with that? You can't. And I it, like what it, you I, said. You went right to the jugular. Like what's really truly important? I'm working for your little your your daughter. Okay, so how can you argue with that? Yeah. I got to use that a little more. I hope you do. I hope you do because it it just was so impactful and you know for him and, you know, I, I always have, I, you know, it's who I am, but I, I so believe in the institution of family and making sure that family, I have, I, I, you know, I can almost put people on a timer when I see them achieving goals, financial goals and moving in that direction, but yet their family life is just a wreck. And if I can get in there at a certain level before they take off, before it's too late, then I can really help make that move that, that, uh, that family, I, I like to impact the whole family, not just a person. Well, and I think that, that, again, that's, you know, that's worth so much that, right, just what you said, your value goes way up as being, you know, in your profession, because again, now you're going to dive into what's really important in your life. And, mm -hmm. you know, the, the longer I've been in this, people say to me, I don't know about this or that, whatever. I'm like, it's no different than what you're saying. If you don't have your health, you don't have a whole lot. Let's back up for a second. Exactly. And so when people say, hey, I don't have the, you know, I, like you're saying, tell me a little bit about this or tell me a little bit about your work-life balance or whatever. It's incredible to me sometimes that I the, the challenging thing you do and I do and mm -hmm. our team does mm -hmm. is get them to stop in their tracks, like saying, hey, I'm working for your daughter now. Yes. You know, and so when you get that, like, let's get in the emotional connection versus just saying, hey, we want you to be healthier or whatever. Let's really create that emotion because all behaviors we know is driven by emotion. So what do we how do we do that? How do we tap into that? Now, yes. what what's the strategy you do? Let me, if you could see a block in front of them mm. and you recognize the block, but they don't. What would how do you help them remove the block? Like here's yeah. a block I get every day. Yeah. I just don't like to exercise. Okay. I just don't like to move my body. I know I should do it, but I don't. Okay. Why don't I do it? And I will, I will, I'll say to you, and then I'll let you go with this. They'll say to me, I don't know. 
I have great intentions to move my body. I know it's good for me, but I don't really understand why I don't. So yeah. what, how can I, how can you, when you're working with somebody, how do you get help them remove a block or recognize the block? The, with, with the block, when they know what that block is, so let's just, let's go with that, that there's an exercise, you know, that they're not exercising is, is if they say, I don't know, that's where you got to go find that answer. Why don't you? Because you can have, you know, great guy like Chris tell you every day that you can go, you should go do it. And yet it doesn't happen. There's a reason for that. And it could be, it, it could be anything from, um, well, you know, I use this example in, in, in exercises, you know, the body was there, there was a great commercial. I can't tell you who I can't, can't remember who, what, what company put it out, but they had two wheels. This is very motivational to me. It was two pictures of a close up of two wheels. Right. And the camera backed out and one was a wheelchair wheel and one was a bike wheel. And it said, which one will you end up in, right? So meaning that in that particular moment is that you need to move forward. So intentionally, you know, you need to do this, but you're choosing not to. So there's a reason why that they're saying, I don't know. And that's where they need to find that space. And they either will find it or they won't, or they'll choose not to, because it's, it's there. It's whether they choose to do it. So, so sometimes it might be, you know, and that's where I think you asking the questions, not letting them reveal you telling them the answer. They have to find out why, because they have a professional telling them that they need to make this change. They're saying they agree that the change needs to be made, but yet they're not doing it. So finding the, I don't, the answer to the, I don't know is going to help them make that move. Sometimes yeah, the answer. I, yeah, but. No, I think that's that. That's the stuff probably you hear every day. That's the stuff I hear every day. That mm -hmm. you know, in that book that you're you have our book, the Rusty Move books, three hundred sixty five pages. There's a lot of things you can take away. But in the beginning of the book, I talk about your health begins in your mind, because that's really the that's the power. If you if you can get the mind right. The, the the tactics and the strategies are relatively simple, building habits, simple things, support systems. But that's why I'm really curious on, again, you're going to go back to let's create a little bit of stillness. Let's create a little bit of space. Let's figure out, let's figure out your, your answer. I want you to come up with the answer versus yeah. I'm not going to come up with the answer. It's that little girl behind you. I'm working for that little girl. I, I love that because again, <laughs> what would you say as a father when you bring that up? I'm like, no, I don't really care about my little girl. No, that's everything in your life, but why not have both? Why not have the successful career, but also have my, you know, my little girl. So that yeah. to, to me. So what are some other things you have experienced from a coaching standpoint to get people to take that next step and really create change that they're looking for. Cause they want to change. They tell you what they want, but then sometimes they don't always execute what they're, what they're telling you to do. I think that's our whole world to a certain yeah. level, but you know, what, what really besides, you know, we've got the beliefs and you got the blocks, but is there anything else that kind of holds people back from making the change that they want to make it, make it in their life? I think so. I, I think one of the things, because I'm, 
I'm separate from the company, right? I'm not hired by the company. I'm hired to help an individual. I can have a more honest, quite frankly, a more honest comment to them or, or, or response to them because it's me. It's just me and this individual, no matter how big they are, no how great they are, it doesn't matter to me. What matters is getting them moving them forward. So if I have a free space to say, here's what I'm hearing, here's what I'm seeing, do you agree with me on that? And they do agree. And I ask them, all right, so in order to move forward, we're going to need to do these things. What, what, where is the commitment on that? So in the case where the family comes first, now that's always easy, right? Because, because there's only one answer to that. You put the family first. The second thing is, is if you put the family first, everything else comes back around. Everything comes back around. So family first matters. Everything comes back around. So meaning things fall into place. So when they're at that stuck point and they've identified the stuck point, I'll ask them one straight question and do a lot of pause. Pausing in my world is extremely important because me filling in words when they need to be thinking doesn't help them. And so it's not unusual for me to be in a space inside a meeting where no one's talking because we're thinking. So when I ask them, we've identified the block, the block comes up and I ask them, what are, what are you willing to change in order to make that block move and it's usually small, by the way. It's not usually big. What? How are we going to jump over this block? Or how are we going to move the block out of the way? They know the answer. I think intrinsically, they know the answer. They know it's there. They know what they need to do. Most people know what they need to do. But they it's whether they choose to do it or not. So at, at the very least, at the end of the day, after we go through the process, if they still choose to not move the block out of the way, then they now own the block. You, you, the block is now owned by you. That can be moved at any given time. Sometimes it's a matter of, you know, when, when they're making a decision, it might not be, it might be timing, it might be, you know, whatever it is, because they know intellectually, they know what they need to do, but they're choosing not to. So at least we've identified, we're not making this choice. You know, I had, had an individual where um, he really needed to he, he, he wanted to change companies. He, he had it. He, he, that was something that he was choosing to do. He wanted to make a, a different career change. Not companies necessarily his career was going to change. And he was too afraid to make it. So we talked about the fear level and the fears elements of it and walked through them and found out those fears are probably not justified, right? But they're not ready to make it. And that's okay. It's okay to stay in that space for a little longer. But eventually, you know why. And now it's okay to, to, to rest in the space for a little bit and then move forward. What I really like here, so I'm making some notes here, mm -hmm. but what you're saying is, if I just kind of wear it back, is kind of reflection. You said, mm -hmm. this is what I'm hearing. I love that. Yeah. So asking these questions and then throwing it back to them, this is what I'm hearing. Is this, is this, is this accurate? Yes. Number two is you you identify, you know, the, the sticking point or the block or whatever. And so you're both in agreement. This is the block. This is the sticking point. I'm kind of stuck. And then from there, you go into, which is number three. I'm just making little notes here. You're asking them now, what are you willing to change to get what you want? Yes. And then what you throw in there is, you throw the pause. 
Yes. <laughs> you throw the stillness, <laughs> you throw the space. And then, which I really loved what you just said, because I can tell, I mean, you, this is now, we're really getting in the good stuff, why they are paying you the big bucks to do what you do. Right. But now you're saying is if they choose not to remove the block, you, it's your choice, right? It's not my choice. You're saying it's okay. You're giving them a little bit. You're letting them off the mat a little bit. And that's okay. I love that because mm -hmm. it's still in their court, but they're not quite ready yet. And then yes. are you, do you want to revisit this in the future? Because it's their block. It's not my block. But it's okay because I'm fearful and you dive into that, whatever. But I think this is the gold stuff right now is like, okay, you're not, are you telling me I'm not ready yet? Okay. So we're not going to keep going down that path because you're not ready. And then we yes. decide, do you want me to revisit this with you? Because this is what you're telling me you want. You know, if the little girl is not mm -hmm. that important to you, I think that's probably not what they're going to say. But the point of it is, is that if they're not ready to make the change, because change is hard for everybody, right. then let's revisit this. So am I accurate, kind of the, the encapsulating what you kind of just said here? Excellent idea. It's exactly what it is. I, you know, one of my folks said, one of my clients has said, you know, Linda, I feel like you threw me in the pool, you know, <laughs> and I, I, I did a good job and I, I was, I was treading water and I, I was, you know, I'm going to make it to the end. And I made it to the end and was like, well, that really wasn't too bad. But then you threw me in another pool, <laughs> right? And, and, and I, and I, you, you keep telling me you've got it, you can do it. You've got it. You know, you've overcome the first pool, you'll go to the second. And he said, I, I realized I, I, I have my own way of swimming and, and it's good. And, and I'm swimming my way, not your way. So that's the most important because you cannot be in somebody's 24 seven. Even if you've been married 50 years, you cannot be in that person's 24 seven because you weren't raised in the same household with the same responses. So for me to think that I can tell somebody else how to motivate or move themselves, it, it's, it's not going to work. They have to well, come I, up with their own thoughts. Yeah, and I think what you're saying too is the coaching piece. You know, Tab's in the room today with me and Tab and I have been really lifelong friends for over, you know, close to 50 years. And Tab's going to be 75 in the fall and I'll be 66 in the fall. And the longer we've been doing this, again, I love what you just said is, I'm going to throw you into the pool, but the way you swim is the way you swim. It's not yes. the way I swim, right? And so the goal is to learn how to swim the way you swim. And I think when people start looking at a lifestyle, you know, in my, in our world, it, it's always has to be, and that's what we always talk about is we're not going to tell you what to do. We're going to help you learn how to do. It. I mean, that's the tagline of your book of the book that I, I sent you is you have the power to feel your best. But I like that. Again, I'm, I'm going to steal a bunch of your stuff here, but I have my own way of, I have my own way of swimming. Yeah. You have your own way of swimming. And I you think do. what you're getting into right now is, is really, this is why I was so interested in doing this last week with Rashawn, our podcast on motivation, because this is the stuff that I'm hearing more and more. It's not about, Hey, should I do omega three fats and how to do the strength training, whatever. But some of the really deeper conversations I've had with clients lately or today, you know, I think the group that I spoke to this morning, I kind of hit them at the end. I'm like, listen, everybody, this is not, my journey it's your journey all i am is a i'm the guide you're the hero and I, I, the goal is to help you learn how to swim at your own pace to swim the strokes you want to swim whatever it is but but that's okay 
and, and I, this is some really good information that that allows them to not feel like they're judged yes. but we're here as a team trying to help you move forward and you know because self-improvement is is not easy for any of us um so as we wrap this up you've given me some great information here to have some good conversations <laughs> i'm going to use this on stage um Thanks. Because the goal, always the goal is to help people, as you said, you know, one of my, our drivers here at Ontario Living is we want to help people be healthier so they have the life they want. Yes. The same, similar to what you're talking about. But as we wrap this up, is there anything you'd like to share with the listeners, the viewers, um, and some gold nuggets at the very end here? I've got, I've got, a, I've got two pages of gold nuggets here. So I've got two pages <laughs> of gold nuggets that I was writing. So this has yeah. been very positive for me. But um, I think from last week's podcast to this week, um, it gives the people some really good ammunition on how do they take that next step. So with that being said, what, what else, anything else you want to share? Yeah, you know, I, I, I believe that I work with a lot of highly powered driven people, you know, and what I find is if they if they listen to the quiet times where their voice, their, your, your voice is telling you things. It's letting you know. You're, just like your body tells you things, your, your mind tells you things too. And if you listen to that quiet voice telling you to slow down, do things for yourself, do things for your family, the times where we learn, the times that are rough times in our lives, we can take it because we, we've taken that time to spend the quiet time to realize who we really are. And, and it's important to realize that you matter in your family's life and you matter in your in your business life with the people around you and and to find those individuals that will help support you through the journey you know that will be encouragers and not discouragers if you're if you're listening to what the media tells you you should be looking like or feeling like or whatever it might be it's probably not the place to go that's why i'm so connected to your book because you put the most important thing first there's rest there's physical rest and there's mental rest and if you take those seriously, the eat and the move come later. You think twice before you do the other things if you're well rested mentally and physically. And, and I hope that that helps people because that, that's my motivation every day is to save one more person that can say, look, hey, I can do this. This is not hard. I can move that block out of my way. I'm good with this. And that'll move them forward in the right direction. And putting the priorities in life first, priority first, family first, and everything else falls into that. So gives a kind of a summary here is what you just mentioned. Sometimes I like to kind of put this in a bow, but um, I like what you said here is that your voice, your mind is always telling you stuff. You just have to have the space and the stillness to kind of listen. You yes. Know, in my book, I was talking about, the, you know, we have about 50,000 thoughts a day and we repeat about 90% of them. So we right. just have to have the space and the stillness to listen. I think so too. And, and there's, there's an element of spiritual beside it too. That's one of the things that, you know, folks are okay with that. I, I pulled that into it because I think that's an important element inside, inside typically a person's life because that comes up sometimes. And so sure. we talk about that and I think that's all connected. And I think the other thing you said too, is you matter, you're needed. Sometimes people need to remind, be reminded of that. And I think sometimes yeah. we're not, you know, like, okay, if you're not around, what would happen? I mean, it's, it's, it's a wonderful life. It's such an amazing movie because 
it really opens people's eyes that if I wasn't here, what would happen? I mean, life would go on, but it's not the same. I ran into a guy today at the health club that I go to and his wife. I remember my wife worked with um, him at this law firm and he recently lost his wife to a massive uh, heart attack and um, it was devastating. So I ran into today and I talked to him and, you know, and you could just tell, you know, his heart was broken and, you know, it's like, you know, all the stuff that we, we take for granted sometimes that, you know, sometimes they're going to be here tomorrow or sometimes they're not. And sometimes we need to tell people in our world how much they're needed. And I think the other uh, last thing I mentioned here that I really liked what you said, and I think Rashawn said this really good last week in our podcast, mm -hmm. but I really like that you find people that are encouragers versus discouragers. And yes. I think it's really easy in our world today to get sucked into, you know, what's wrong, this and that versus let's surround yourself with people that are kind of, you know, lifting you up because we all need that. But if we're always having people that are pulling us down, it's yeah. not so like a Michael Borza, the guy is an amazing encourager and so positive all the time. I go, Michael, stop it. You don't need to be so, so nice all the time. So, but I really he, like you know, what I you can, said there. I can say he never changes. He just, he no. always stays positive. No. He just, no. he's, he's an encourage. I go in there and I think I'm just as blessed as he is maybe perhaps. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think about it and you know, you're right. Somebody once said to me, I had an executive who said, you know, the corner office, it can be a very lonely place. And what they mean is they have a lot of big decisions to make with a lot of big people and you do the best you can, but mentally, physically, and spiritually, those things need to be in sync in order for those big decisions to be made for the right reasons anyways. Right. And so I think sometimes you need to go in the corner office and put your, you know, and, and put your arm around that person and just say, Hey, you know, you're not here by yourself because sometimes that corner office is a, uh, is people think they're by themselves or on an Island and they're not. So, but I, I like what you do. I talk about support systems and a big thing is who you're surrounding yourself with. I can't imagine being in the same room with you and Michael. I just, I don't know what would happen. I would be probably, you know, floating on air with the two of you in the same room. So. Um, it, 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 it would be so much fun. We do. We need to do that at one of these points with the three of us in the same room. That'd be fun. Well, maybe I'll come into Virginia oh. Beach sometime this year and do some work with Michael and his team. And then, you know, we'll get you involved and maybe we could do something together. That'd be a lot of fun. I think, I I think that'd be wonderful. Everything. Yeah. So I think we could do um, that. I look forward to that. So as we wrap this up, anything else? Last thing you want to mention? You've been, a, you've been wonderful. I love what your energy is all about and how you're helping people. Well, you know, the only other piece of advice I could say, take care of yourselves. You know, I, I know you'd agree with that. Take care of yourself. Put yourself in a position where you can you can heal. You can take the time to spend and, and, and do things for yourself that are better for you and your family and those around you. That, that's my last piece. But it, you're such an encourager. I immediately connected with you because I said, okay, we're, we're in the same wavelength. You know, we think the same. We can just help people to do, to feel better and look better and just be who they want to be. Then that's a good day for us, right? Absolutely. That's, that's, that, that's yeah. the mission here. So again, thanks for taking the time today. You were a fantastic guest and uh, hopefully the listeners walked away because I got to tell you, I had a bunch of gold nuggets here that I'm going to use in the future and including for myself. So again, thanks for taking the time. And uh, for those of you who tuned in today, um, we'll see you next time. And as Linda mentioned, take care of yourself.